Money, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. Hey family, this is your girl Shirley K. Another episode of When Women Speak with Shirley K. Your host Shirley King. So happy that you joined us this week. You know what I'm about to say because that's all we have around this place. This guest is a fire, fire guest. I mean, this conversation, you just go ahead and get your journal and your pen right now. Don't wait till it gets good, because when it gets good, you're going to have to rewind to replay it. But today we have Shannon Cohen. She's the founder and CEO of Shannon Cohen, Inc. She specializes in developing customized emotional intelligence, equity and wellness colloquia for organizations across diverse sectors and industries. She is an author. She's a podcaster and she's the owner of an inspirational project. That's how I met her, her podcast in reading her book, Tough Skin, Soft Heart. Her Tough Skin, Soft Heart products are available everywhere. Now, her, her bio says in retailers across the country, but family, let's just be clear. Shannon's items are in Target, over 1,700 stores, and then over 200 plus Meyer stores, and they're in Target by way of via a partnership with American Greetings. So if you have not stopped by and look for her greeting cards, you know to do so now. I get them all the time for family, gifts, etc. This is the, the kicker. I love that she's so diverse. She's a co-author of two regional workplace climate studies. This is the name of the book specifically really aligns with this show. Invisible walls, ceilings, and floors championing the voices and inclusion of female leaders of color in West Michigan and from knowing better to doing better, closing the opportunity gap for women of color in the workplace through transform systems behavior. Shannon, welcome to the show. Thank you, Shirley. I am so excited that you have invited me into this community that you're building to amplify the voices of women. It's just, it's an honor to be with you. Thank you for your yes. Is there anything I missed that I guess need to know right from the jump about you? Not at all. I'm like, I need to take Shirley with me everywhere I go. This is, I thank you for the warm introduction to the family. It was perfect. I wouldn't change a thing. I am so excited to have you on this show. So that means we're going to jump right in and you were going to need all our time for this guest. And Shannon, our first question is, what does it mean for you, Shannon, when you hear the statement, find her voice? That's such a good question. I think that that statement implies that we all have one, first of all, right? Like we all have a voice. We all have we all have wisdom. We all have lived experiences. And I'm a firm believer that one of the best gifts a woman can give you is the benefit of her wisdom without the pain. Right. I, you know, you and I were talking about this backstage that, you know, how you're using your podcast, which in some ways connects to some of the seasons in your life that battle scars in your life. And now you've turned testaments that you're using 
to bring healing to other people and wholeness to other folks. And so when we talk about finding her voice, it's about recognizing that I have something to say. Mm-hmm. And I also think about the fact that voice is not audible only. Voice is reflected through writing. Voice is reflected through acting, through poetry, through service, through leadership, right? We um, Voice is simply about saying, my gifts, my experiences, my wisdom, my expertise, what vehicles do I want to use to amplify that in the world? What vehicles? That means that you have a choice to use whatever vehicle you want to use. That's right. If you have to ask yourself, what vehicles will I use to amplify my voice? You said something that was so critical. I, I, I You just said it and you skated on by it. But I have to come <laughs> back to that. You said the opportunity to share wisdom without the pain. Yes. Yes. You know, I have a mentor that reminds me all the time that great mentors, and I put this as great leaders, great partners, great friendships can turn decades into days, right? You mm. get with someone and they can give you in 10 minutes what it took them 10 years to learn and master. And mm. so that's powerful when we think about the gifts that we have and how mm-hmm. we steward them, how we steward our gifts in the earth. And so mm-hmm. I love the fact that one of the things you and I were talking about is that we need to both ask and offer. We yes. need to both give and receive. And I, like you, we can think of women that it was because they were bold enough to put their voice, put their creativity out into the world, that they're inspiring us. There's ancestral voices that inspire us, even though they are no longer walking this side of the earth, right? Mm -hmm. But their words anchor us. And so I think that we have a duty and a responsibility that for every time we get inspired, because someone else boldly put their voice out into the world, their creativity out into the world. Now we have an obligation to pay that forward and to do the same for others. Absolutely, Shannon. You know, one of the best reasons for us to amplify our voices is because she's out there. She's only going to hear, hear it from Shannon. She's mm-hmm. only going to, or she's only going to hear it from Shirley. That's right. And you can use your name for that audience listening that she's only going to hear it from you. That's right. So if she never hears it because you never say it mm-hmm. and you don't share it and you don't amplify your voice, then you leave her robbed of something that she's longing for that she should have gotten from you. That's right. We all have to ask ourselves who loses out when I'm silent. Yes. Your Our silence costs us more or our fear our insecurity, right? We could just draw a blank. Our immaturities, our inconsistencies, it costs more than just us because we were made to be in community with one another. And so I'm always reminded on the days I'm I'm nervous or the days I'm tempted to shrink that I'm reminded, no, your life is somebody else's. I wrote this in my journal um, not too long ago, and I think Mm -hmm. you you will resonate with this as well. There have been moments specifically in my journey where I've had to pioneer places where I there was a gap between what I knew we the world needed and what was. And so mm-hmm. I remember that, you know, in my own quiet time and prayer time, I was like, well, dang, God, why am I always having to pioneer something like why can't? And, and I realized in that moment I wrote down your life is somebody else's pavement. Like there have been women who had to pioneer things. They had to pave 
you know, in places where nothing existed and their life was my pavement. And so I believe that that's for all of us, that there are going to be places where you have to pioneer it. It's going to be rough. It's the terrain is going to be rough because your life, your lived experiences is supposed to be someone else's pavement. The human experience. Your life is someone else's pavement. So you already have already chipped out all of the paved out of the cracks in the pavement. And when she gets to walk over that, she has a smooth mm -hmm. pavement to walk over. That's right. She gets to go there further faster. Yes. You know, yes. it's 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 important. You know, two years ago, I started an apprenticeship for a paid apprenticeship for young girls of, co of color that are in sixth to twelfth grade. And part of that was because I had my first business idea at twelve. Mm. And my mom was my first angel investor. It was on the porch, <laughs> my porch in Detroit and my mother provided the meals. But literally it was. You know, she believed and invested in my idea. And so I think about the fact that now with the young women that I have that are six to 12th grade, I'm like, you're going to, I tell them all the time, I expect you to go further and faster because I'm intentionally giving you the benefit of my wisdom without the pain. They see everything for Rockstar Woman Brunch. They see the budget. They see how we do sponsorship. They see how we do event design. They see supply chain. They see it all so that when you, so that you get, the knowledge that you're going to need in order to be successful in the places that your dreams are going to take you and and the learning curve won't be as steep for you mm -hmm. and so i really believe that we have to this finding our voice is not just for us there is a collective lift that happens yes when we find our voice yes and it is and it is such a fallacy that it has to be hard for them because it was hard for me or hard for us. That is such a fallacy. We can't as as women get further faster if we don't actually smooth out the pavement. Come on. Because I guarantee you, even with us smoothing pavement, she's going to run into her own there you go. territory. <laughs> Right. Her own. She, now she's going to have to um, climb some hills. That's That's a given. But why wouldn't we make sure that she doesn't climb the hills that she doesn't have to climb? That's right. That's right. I call it let your battle scars mean something Ooh. and let them mean something for more than just you. Right. Mm -hmm. I think there is something, um, you know, that place of what well, it was hard for me. It's going to be hard for you. I was the first and the only. Now you got to be the first and the only. It's a scarcity mindset when it's it when abundance says, listen. You like you said, Shirley, you're going to have your own heels to climb. You're going to yeah. have your own press through places. This just won't be one. That's it. This just won't be one. And it gives her the opportunity to really believe that she can do it. That's right. That's right. Y'all got y'all journals and pens because like we just started. We just started. And I don't know if you wrote this down when she talked about smoothing out that pavement, but you should have. So now you got to do replay if you didn't. But while we get, we're going to give you like five seconds, not even that, to get that journal in that pen. Shannon, you came out hot, like real hot. Thank you so much. No, you asked such great questions. And I think that you're hitting on something that's so powerful because you know, lift is collective. And, yeah. you know, we talk about this a lot. Um, you know, we want to see one another soar. I want to see you soar. I want to, it, you soaring takes no wind away from me. 
right? <laughs> it takes zero wind. As a matter of fact, it becomes wind, right? Yes. Yes. And so if I can help you mitigate some turbulence in your life. Let me be, a, let me do that. Right. Let me do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is us being able to say yes too. And as we get through this, we're going to be talking about that too. Actually right at the next one, Shannon. So if we talk about finding her voice, right. Mm-hmm. Then that means that we had to have a situation and experience uh, a part of our lives or we had to find our voice. So if you could share for the audience, because life just be life. And sometimes have you ever experienced a voiceless experience? (laughs) Have you ever experienced a voiceless experience and, and share that with our guests? One of them, because there are one of them, right? Right. Because I think there are sometimes, okay, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. One of my greatest journeys over the past two years is to figure out where I have been muting myself. Because there are times when there's external circumstances, there are systemic things. We know there's systemic oppression and all of that is great. But, you know, in my faith tradition, one of the things I've been talking about and thinking about is where is the grasshopper in me? Where have I been treating myself like a grasshopper instead of a giant? And then where are the self-limiting beliefs that Shannon has had? And Shannon is muting herself. Where have I put the zipper around my own mouth? Mm. And I've been working the last two years to disrupt and to dismantle that. And it is causing me to soar in ways that I never thought possible. And sometimes, and if I'm really honest, those are the ways that are invisible. I'll give you an example. We're talking about tangible examples. So, you know, growing up, I used to always think I'm not the athletic one. I'm brainy. I'm smart. You know, I'm cool with it, but I'm still, I'm not athletic. And so, you know, there are sometimes things that we tell ourselves that are not truths. They're really lies. But if you tell a lie to yourself so often, it'll start to sound like a truth or you'll live it like it's the truth. And so I didn't really move a lot. And so on the, somewhere in the midst of probably year two of COVID, surely I was tipping the scales at 304 pounds. And, you know, I have a young son, he's nine. And Mm -hmm. so I'm I'm fortified with a nine-year-old. And I had this whole moment where I said, Shannon, if you don't, reimagine movement as medicine, you're going to impair his ability to soar because he's going to find himself when you are in your sixties and seventies, he's not going to be able to take flight like he would want to because he has to stay and take care of mama. You done. You have really taken it all the way to him soaring as an adult. Mm-hmm. And what you really want for him. But it starts with you. And even in my own body, let's be honest. I I was, I remember the day specifically, I was taking laundry up the stairs and my knees were like, "Ah, ah." (laughs) I don't know if anybody else in the family has had your body talk to you, but my knees were like, it's a no for me, Shan. Like you either going to have to change something or you gonna have knee replacement surgery because you are putting too much on us. And I realized that, you know, there's a lot of healing that still needs to happen. I am an advocate of body positivity, loving yourself yes. every at every stage, mm-hmm. age, 
eyes, all of that. Mm-hmm. But I knew I was putting, I could feel it in my body. And we all probably have had times where you just feel, I don't feel good in my body. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up deciding to embrace a, a movement as medicine. So for the past two years, I've been moving more. I'm not stepping on scales. I am moving, but I've released 73 pounds. And congratulations. Oh, um, wow. 73. I have seen it now, the transformation, but 73? 73 mm, pounds. And and in that, what I learned and what I've discovered is that we're all athletic. We have a body that's meant to move. I've reimagined who I thought was athletic and what I thought an athlete looked like. Mm -hmm. And I put me in that number. And I realized also that one of the reasons I was not investing in my wellness was because I was overcommitted to everybody else and undercommitted to me. Say that again. One more time. I was overcommitted to work, to building a business, to my family, to my commitments in service and community and civic spaces, faith spaces. Everybody else was getting the best of Shan, but Shan. And Mm. that was going to short circuit. I was going to, that was causing me to live in some areas of my life short circuited mm. and it. And I, that process of dis, like unraveling those self-limiting beliefs specifically that I had around what my body could do. Yes. I could heal, that I could center wellness, that I could be you know, I talk about emotional wellness, but I wasn't talking about physical wellness because I wasn't I wasn't experiencing victory there. Right. Mm-hmm. And we away from the things where we struggle. And so yes. for the past two years, I have literally been putting one foot in front of the other. It's not been quick. It has not been faddish. Nothing against anyone that does because, you know, takes another alternate route. Yes. But when you talk about being voiceless. And finding my voice, the biggest places I've been, the thing I've been most afraid of is where where am I keeping myself back? And we talk on this show a lot about self-awareness, starting with you. And um, and that's really what what emotional intelligence is, is is, is locating me first. Yes, Mm ma'am. Mm-hmm. We got to be honest with ourselves. You know, I believe Mm -hmm. in... Head and heart. I put, put that right hand over my heart. And I, I believe in having head and heart conversations with me mm-hmm. about me. You yes. know, I can't be honest with me. I can't be honest with anyone else. And so for me, finding my voice also meant finding a community because we need sometimes in the space, especially where we've been voiceless for a really long time. When we yes. unravel the root of why, like for me, one of the roots was I've lived overcommitted to them and undercommitted to me. You can't disrupt decades of behavior with a one-time revelation. You sure cannot. You sure cannot. You have to do something with the revelation. And Mm -hmm. ongoing. And sometimes when life hurts or when life gets hard or we just get comfortable again, we revert. And so for me, it was about, I joined a, um, a lifestyle studio, a black owned lifestyle studio. Mm-hmm. And, and it has, it has tra- transformed my life. I love that. A lifestyle a studio. It's a lifestyle. Not studio. a gym, a lifestyle. Not studio. a gym. It is a lifestyle studio because we're all interdependent and what goes on within our, the state of our soul shows up in 
our bodies. Yes. Right? Absolutely. I just encourage anybody that's, you know, that's listening or anybody in the community and the family to say, replay some of your game film, replay the conversations that you've been having with you about you. Because in our talking, how we talk about ourselves, even the things that we say, and it's never audible, we think it. Um, sometimes that's how we'll unearth what really has me on mute. Replay some of your own game film. You know, I, I was telling Shannon that um, the reason I located her because I was looking for a podcast when I was going through a rough time and her voice just resonated with me because her podcast is just her talking about her experiences, et cetera. So when, as she began to talk, it gave me an opportunity. I do remember that day I was sitting in my office. It was late at night. I was the only one in my office um, because I was not trying to go home. I was in a really tough place at that time. And as you were talking, then I began to ask myself some questions because you have those mm -hmm. hand and heart conversations with yourself mm -hmm. on the podcast, right? Yes, so for the individual that's listening, you can't help but have some hand and heart conversations with yourself. And I remember that and I asked myself, um, but why really? Yeah. I have I had to pinpoint what do I feel when I walk in the door? Mm -hmm. and, um, and that began a journey for me. It really did. It began a journey for me. And so she said, like, as she was talking about Rockstar Brunch, but I began to follow that, follow her, um, because that was a part of the pavement that she helped me to begin to smooth out. Because, you know, I still was on that step, the right side of the pavement. They had some pebbles and some cracks, and she helped me to begin to smooth that out. Shannon, I love that. Replay some of the game film in your mm -hmm. own head from yourself. Mm -hmm. Game film isn't just for athletes. You know, uh -uh. when you think about athletes, even whether they win a game or whether they lose a game, the first thing that they do is they go back and they watch game. Yes. Mm -hmm. They study their moves. They study how they responded. They look at where was my headspace in this moment? Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. score wasn't in my favor. Where did my headspace go? How did I do this? What was my, you know, they they process. Mm -hmm. So we, I think that wise women, we have to have a process of how do we reflect and replay what's been going on within me, around me, what's impacted me that I haven't quite talked about, what's hurt me this week, what disappointed me, where am I seeing myself grow? We have to celebrate. Where do I see progress? I may not be at the finish line, but boo, I see progress. We need to, <laughs> we need to do all of that because there's healing in it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. There's healing in there. There's wisdom in there, you know, mm -hmm. um, like today I was telling you when we came in, you know, today has been a really challenging work day. Mm -hmm. I was in a meeting today and the, and the person I was talking to, our Zoom wasn't working. So she said, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk. She lives um, in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I am too. I put on my jeans <laughs> and I literally got out and I ended up almost walking two miles having this meeting and it changed everything. It helped me to just disrupt, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the fires that I was putting out. Yes, yes. Something that invested in my wellness to change the scenery. You know, I'm always inspired. I'm like, trees have seen a host of weather changes and they are mm -hmm. still standing. I'm like, girl, mm -hmm. you a tree. 
You have seen a host of weather conditions in your life as a business owner, as a founder, and you are still standing. This too shall pass. Get your little self together. You know, it was important. And so these are, you know, so one of the things I'm realizing is, that, okay, Shannon, on, on the days where you're a firefighter, where you're a firefighter, fire starter, fire mm-hmm. old, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Maybe how can you turn some meetings into walking meetings? There you, there you go. You know, in, in the virtual world, in the COVID, has actually given us an opportunity to be very innovative. That's right. That's right. That's right, Shirley. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, there's just something about it. Yes. So today, I strengthen my voice by giving myself a break. Ooh. That this, 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 it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Don't stop it. Because remember, I don't want to revert because up until two years ago, I would make work king, whatever was going on. And I um, and so today I said, no, I'm going to press pause, do something to take care of myself. Went for my walk, came in, made myself some lunch, and then I went back to it. So you gave yourself I, a gift. Mm-hmm. Give yourself a break. You human, mm-hmm. you're not a machine. I know it's all this AI and, you know, all these kind of, you know, the, all of the, the, the things we're talking about, but we are not robots. We are humans. We are still here as humans living yes. in this world. Um, and I love as we talk about, you know, our voices and amplifying our voices and finding our voices, mm-hmm. Shannon, that you talk about that your voice actually needs a soft place too. So Ooh. that break. Yes, ma'am. That you need. Um, and giving yourself mm-hmm. grace. You know, it took me a long time to really understand what giving myself grace is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when I do give myself grace, oh my gosh, what when it comes to me interacting with any folks, whether it be my children or anyone else, you know, it is so soft for them because I am not coming in, whether I'm coming in from the house or they give calling me on the phone from feeling like um that day that I had nothing, that I could not do anything to give myself grace. I give myself grace every day, every day. Um, I figured out how to do it differently. And I'm so excited I've done that. That's powerful. That blesses me. It blesses me to hear you say that even strong voice women need soft places to land. Yes. Ooh, Our yes. souls need soft places to land. And, you know, one of the things that I've been talking to with the Rockstar Woman community about is I've moved away from self-care. I know some people are like, what? Let me, let me, did she say what? that? Don't rewind yet, y'all. <laughs> I know she can really tell us what she went to. I know this. Yes. So mm-hmm. I've been asking Shirley, what is your replenishment discipline? <sighs> There's a difference. Yeah, we wait and do self-care when I've had enough. When I'm at my breaking point, I'm on E, I'm riding yes. on e, I'm snappish or I'm teary, I'm emotional. And then we try to think, you no, know, like, okay, I'll have a spy day or I'll take a mental health day. Or, and I'm not knocking those things. I'm saying, can we not wait until we're all the way on burnout, on the yes. brink of burnout? Can we mm-hmm. think about what is my replenishment discipline going to be? Right. Because busy, like high achievers, high performers, we need a replenishment discipline. I I agree. I agree. 
And it looks different from for each one of us. And so when I even when I talk about grace, when you said that, what I didn't do back, you know, at some time ago, I stopped in the middle of the day today because I had bought some halibut and I'm like, you know what? I have a you know a pretty long night. I'm gonna give myself a break now. It was like two o'clock mm-hmm. somewhere in the just middle of the day. I'm gonna prepare that halibut with that salad and I'm going to enjoy it. So what did I do? I was nowhere near a phone or a computer mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But so that looks different for everyone when we talk about that discipline. I wasn't always there. That's um, right. But it's intentional now that when I think, oh, I wish I could do this, then I ask myself, well, why can't you, Shirley? There you go. There you go. You're right. It looks different in different seasons. You know, mm-hmm. there are people that are listening and they, they, you know, where you might be, you might not have children. Your children might be in a different stage where you're parenting differently. You know, we have a mix of intersectional identities that impact what our replenishment discipline looks mm-hmm. like. So it's not about being prescriptive about what you do. It's being prescriptive about the fact that I have one. That you have one. Replenishment discipline. Write that down, family. That's a good one. Replenishment di- discipline is whatever you need it to be. That's right. That's right. Shannon, I absolutely love um, giving back to women of all ages and sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I love actually receiving. I love that as well. So my next question um, is from you, Shannon. Why should our voices even matter? Why should our values even matter? Why should the voices and values of women even matter? Women have always been catalysts of change, incubators of innovation. We have always been creators in chaos. Yes. Um, And our voices matter. You know, this week, like I mentioned, this was a, a, a challenging work week and I was reminded of an Audrey Lord quote. And she said, you know, about what helps her be less and less afraid. And I realized even though Audrey Lord has passed on her words, anchored my soul this week. Mm. She was bold enough to put her creativity out into the world through her writing. Yes. And so I think it's about understanding that you have something to say that your voice is going to impact people that you may never, ever encounter. They may ever never meet you, but they will rest under the shadow of your voice and the wisdom that comes with your voice. And we need to receive it, but we need to sow it. Ooh, we need to receive it, but we also need to sow it. So you listening to her and what you're doing now is doing just that receiving it and so it Shannon. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thankful that you created this platform, that you were bold enough to step out there and you created a platform for other women to be able to tune in to get recharged. So then they can go back out into the world and to sow it. And that's how we have this cyclical, we are our sister's keeper. Absolutely. And that's the plan. That's an absolutely good plan. My guess, if you've heard me say, you, they've heard me say over and over again, it was because when I discovered that I had been doing this, I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a bunch of women out here, a whole lot of women out here that's been doing this. And someone needs to hear it from someone else mm. other than me. And I want to hear it from someone else mm. other than me. Shannon, I cannot believe that we're literally at the end 
of our segment. It's like, I cannot believe it. Um, I had such an awesome time in this conversation, which is why I can't believe that we're already at this point. But I would love for you to leave some last words, some wisdom and some thoughts with the When Women Speak community. There's a mantra that I say, Shirley, about myself. Um, and I, it's now on a sticker. It's now a product that we have. But a lot of our products, and I'm just telling you all this, this is my secret I'm leaving with the families, that many of them started as things I pinned to myself. In some of those seasons, some of them in, in seasons where I felt like my voice was strong. And then some were pinned in seasons where I was reminding myself to unzip. Really? My, my voice unfurl. But one of the things I often have said is, I am the first angel investor my dream will ever see. And I leave that as wisdom, as support, as love to this family and this community that you owe it to yourself to believe and invest in the possibility of you. And that's, we root for everybody else. We root for these babies. We root for our families. We root for causes. We root for everybody else. Root for you too. <laughs> with the same intensity that you are out here rooting for everybody else. And because the world needs you. I need you to do that. Root for you too. So family, what do you want to do that you've been putting off for various reasons? Um, it's too big. I'm not sure if I can hold it long enough. No one will support me. What What is that? Because you can do it too. I'm just somebody who wanted to put this out here and I have no, had no way of how to do it. And here we are, Shannon, it has been amazing to have you on the podcast. How can they reach you? Where can they find you? Where can the guests show up and just see Shannon? Mm, I would love that. Um, please digitally shannoncohen.com. Um, mm -hmm. S-H-A-N-N-O-N-C-O-H-E-N.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I still tweet, y'all. I, I still, <laughs> I'm, I, still, I know some people have like canceled culture twit, the Twitter, but I still tweet a little bit. Um, I'm on Facebook and I am, I don't TikTok though. I know. I don't know if you TikTok, Shirley. I don't TikTok, but I- I just started, but I'm not consistent with it. Well, it's, I'm like, yeah. oh, I feel like I'm age. I'm like, I, there are people that do it masterfully. I can't even say it's age. I'm just like, I don't know if I have the space to learn another one, but I would love to be where um, you all are because I think we need each other. We, we just do. need each other. And so yeah, thank, you for, thank you for having me. Thank you for filling my well and inviting me into your space. And I just thank you for, um, yeah, just continuing to put your creativity out into the world. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Shannon. And thank you for sharing with our guests and being so authentic. You know, that is actually the framework of this show. Our guests are so authentic. So I thank you for just folding into that perfectly. This has been another episode of Where Women Speak with Shirley Kay. Sponsored by Life on Power in the brand, What If She Knew She Was Powerful? Produced and managed by Build Your Vision Podcast, Cleavon Davis. Thank you, and we will talk next week. Thank you for listening to the When Women Speak Podcast on the Live Podcast Network.